Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. Well, today I thought I would address flares. Now, flares is not really something that I have much anymore because I'm pretty fused. I do have mechanical pain inside my body from the spots where all the bones have fused, but I don't get those just hardcore flares anymore like I used to. And so as I was looking at some articles online, I came across one called 13 Little Things to Help You Through, an, in this case, Ankylosing Spondylitis Flare. But what I thought was neat is this article featured both Steph DePardo and Lisa Marie Basil, both who have been past guests on the show, and I will have links to those episodes in the show notes. So let's jump out to this article from Everyday Health. It was just from a few weeks ago that talks about 13 little things that you can use to help you through a flare. You know, what is a flare and what is ankylosing spondylitis or axial spondyloarthritis? Well, we know that axial spondyloarthritis is an auto-inflammatory condition that affects the spine, the hips. Pretty much any joint in your body can be affected by it. Everybody's different and it really affects all of us in such a different way that, well, there are some common things that we can all kind of understand. We're all going to have a different journey. And I think that's part of what makes it so difficult in many ways for doctors to diagnose is that we're not all presenting the same way. Both Lisa Marie and Steph kind of alternate back and forth. They talk about different things that can help out through the flare. Number one, try a grabber tool. If you don't have one of these, check out the link for the one I've got listed in the show notes. It's a simple tool that allows you to pick something up off the ground, pick something up from off a shelf, anything without you having to do a whole lot of either bending or extra anything to cause you any additional stress on your body. It really becomes a great extension of your arm, and it's just a really handy tool. Lisa Marie Basil goes on to say, during an AS flare, bending over or down to pick up a toy, a pillow, you know, anything can be torture. In doing that, Lisa is glad to have her nifty nabber. And there's all sorts of variations of this, but the concept is simple. A stick with a clip at the end that you can pick things up with. It seems um, silly, says Lisa, but sometimes it's just impossible to bend over much. This handy tool makes the movement unnecessary. It allows you to just get up and grab whatever you need to grab. Number two, Steph talks about using a backrest. You know, rest is key during a flare, but as she says, who wants to spend every waking hour flat on their back? During flares, Steph DePardo, a 25-year-old health writer who lives in Toronto, solves this problem by putting her soft yet sturdy husband pillow to work. The contraption allows her to sit up comfortably in bed with firm support for her arms and back. It helps a lot, she says, and she uses it often. Number three, Lisa Marie Basil suspects other people have more intense hand pain during flares, but that doesn't mean she's not grateful to have clever openers and other devices in her kitchen drawer that can help her twist, pull, or otherwise manipulate tight lids or tops, you name it. 
Struggling to open an item when you have pain or weakness in your hands can be frustrating, painful, and she says humiliating. You can search through the dozens of arthritis assistive devices available online and through advocacy uh, websites such as Creaky Joints. Number four, patch the pain. Stuck sitting in a car or an airplane during a flare? Lisa Marie says by placing a cooling pain relief patch on her back or any other sore area, it can be a pretty amazing. It can really help take the edge off of the pain from being immobile for so long. She says it also helps her move more freely when she finally does get up. Mid-flare, I constantly have patches with me, she says. If I wake up with spasms, it's like the holy grail. In addition to patches, cooling pain relief products come in gel, spray, and foam formulations. They start to deliver relief within two to three minutes, uh, Lisa says. Number five, experiment with heat. For Steph, heat offers more pain relief than cooling does. Heating pads or hot packs are like her best friend if she's in pain. The difference is yet another example of how flares are experienced in a very personal way, and that trial and error can lead to what's best for you. And I agree. I deal with heat. Heat makes me feel better, loosens things up. Cold is the absolute worst. I just, if I get cold during any time with this AS, the cold just plays havoc with me. So I would much rather use a heating pad, something like that, to help to loosen up any stiffness. Number six, sit in a shower. You know, it feels like something a grandparent would have said, said Lisa, you know, having one of those plastic chairs she places in her shower during a flare. But sometimes it's like the best thing in the world because standing when you're in that much pain is impossible. So if you have room in your shower for a seat, that's a great option. My shower is real tiny. So for me, I can just kind of brace myself up against the side to take some of the stress off my hips if need be while I'm in the shower. And I can certainly understand that. It'd be nice to have an ability to sit down. Once the flare passes, she stashes the chair in a closet out of sight. But she knows where to find it, the earliest signs of a flare. Um, you can find light, yet sturdy and rust-resistant shower chairs online or at even gardening supply set outlets if you have those near you. Number seven, and in your bathroom. Steph talks about a little stool that she keeps in her bathroom that gets extra use when she's in a flare. She uses it to kneel or sit on while she brushes her teeth, washes her face, and does anything that she needs to do in the bathroom. And if I'm just too tired, I'll just pull it up and sit on it in front of the sink. It really helps. Number eight, in your kitchen, says Steph. Little things like the high stool in my kitchen make things a lot easier during a flare. They help get her off her feet and save her from having to stand while cutting things or cooking at the stove. So if you have a ability to have some room in your kitchen, you know, a stool or bring a chair in so that you can sit down or even I a lot of times will take the cutting board with whatever I'm going to cut. I'll prep it all up, take it out to my kitchen table, sit at my kitchen table and cut everything up and then take it back out to the kitchen for any cooking I'm doing. The ideal height of the stool, Steph says, matters though. So think about what size would be good for leaning against as well as sitting on. Number nine, have an eye mask handy. Super sensitivity to light during a flare. When Lisa experiences photosensitivity and pain during a flare, she slips on her eye mask. It seems so melodramatic, she says, but the light is so horrifically painful when she's in that sort of a flare that a mask is a must-have. During past flares, when she didn't have a mask, she used to bury 
her head under t-shirts to black out the light or hide in a dark room where she could make it pitch black. These days, she often uses the mask for just a bit while she waits for the effect of pain medication to kick in. Number 10, use a walker if it helps. Wheels recommended. This is uh, what Steph talks about. The idea of a walking can be intimidating during an AS flare, as can be the risk of falling because of weakness, pain, and stiffness. At one point, Steph used a cane, but now she counts her walker with wheels and a seat as a godsend. Holding onto the walker, she feels safe moving around, even if she's really tired. She just finds it provides a lot more stability than her cane did, and because it's the rolling type, all she has to do is push it. There's no excruciating lifting necessary. She can even sit on it because it's got a bench for her uh, when she needs a breather. So next step for her is destigmatizing walkers among young people who might feel ashamed that they have to use something when they're younger. Number 11, distract yourself. Whatever gets your mind off of an AS flare, whether it be funny videos, feel-good movies, online games, it's worth giving it a try to see if any of that helps to lessen some of the pain that you're dealing with. Distraction is a huge factor, says Steph. If I'm in a lot of pain, I want to watch something that I find funny or entertaining just to try and get her mind off of that pain for a little bit. She also turned to video games, streaming sites like Twitch, to get her mind off things. Number 12, connect with the online community. Both Lisa and Steph both turn to social media sites for everything from comfort and validation to well-being and survival tips. I would highly recommend turning to the community in times of distress, says Lisa, who uses forums on Facebook and websites such as Health Union. People in those forums have helped me get through my flare-ups more than anything, she says, adding that it's important to remember, but other people's experiences don't mirror yours exactly. If someone is suffering, Lisa says, it doesn't necessarily indicate your entire life or future will be that way. Since AS is often invisible to others, Lisa says the validation she finds on these sites makes a big difference. You may feel a level 9 pain, she explains, but you're not limping, so people like your spouse or friends can be a little invalidating, she says. And finally, number 13. Reach out on Instagram if you're on that social media site. Steph favors connecting through Instagram. She uses hashtags to find people that might be dealing with similar conditions. Uh, it's a massive support system, she explains. I'll help people out if they message me, and they'll help me out. With people on Instagram channels all over the world, time differences evaporate, and connections can happen in the middle of the night, when, which is sometimes when they're very much needed. So those 13 things, none of them are situations that are going to take you way out of your comfort zone, hopefully. If you're on Instagram, both Steph and Lisa are there, as well as if you go to mine, AS underscore podcast, you'll find both of them there. Websites like Everyday Health, ankylosingspondylitis.net, axialspondyloarthritis.net. All of those, along with the Facebook forums, that are there are there to design to provide you with some type of a support system when you're dealing with anything that comes along from axial spondyloarthritis. So reach out. There's a lot of good people, and we're all myself and all of them that I've ever interacted with are more than happy to talk with you, interact, and hopefully help you through a rough patch or anything you're dealing with. So again, 
Thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Take care of yourself. And if you can, help take care of someone else who might be struggling. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.